Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Lewis Warshauer, and today we are studying Tractate Sukkah, page 8, Masechet Sukkah, Daf Chet. The Gemara continues the discussion, which was raised on the last page, about the validity of a circular sukkah. And I'd like to mention in particular two methods or criteria that are used in that assessment. Uh, one is purely mathematical, and the way the Gemara describes as knowing whether such a circular sukkah would be valid is if it contains the requisite area of four cubits by four cubits. And the way it imagines that happening is if a circular sukkah is large enough that such a square 4 by 4 could be inscribed within that circle. Then comes the other issue, which was raised in the last page by Rabbi Yochanan, who stated that a circular sukkah has to be able to seat 24 people in it. So, once again, we have different criteria here. Are we talking about an absolute, are we talk, when we're talking about measurements and validity, is it absolute numbers that are primary, or are we talking about the usage of the space? And Rabbi Yochanan would seem to be uh, indicating that as long as 24 people can sit there, that's good. Of course, it would still have to be an area of four cubits by four cubits. And in stating that that requirement of the 24 people, uh, the question then arises about what he said, that are we, we're talking about people who are seated. And this, once again, leads to the issue of what kind of place is a sukkah, after all? What is the purpose of being there? And if you require that there be sufficient place for people to be seated there, that lends a certain tone and atmosphere to the place. And it reinforces the notion that a sukkah is a dwelling. For the seven days of the festival, it is our dwelling. And in a dwelling, commonly people are able to sit down. And particularly since we're having holiday meals there, and there is this concept that at a, at a meal, at a fixed meal, one should be seated then it gives the sukkah, by, by determining the validity of the sukkah by the number of people who can be seated there, it in, lends greater support to this idea of the sukkah as a festival dwelling place. Uh, we then revisit an issue that came up briefly in the last couple of pages, and that is the question of intention. And it comes up in the following way. The sages taught that a booth, which is called either a, with several kinds of booths, a booth of Gentiles, a booth of women, a booth of domesticated animals, a booth of Samaritans, and a booth of any sort 
is fit for use as a sukkah provided it is roofed in the standard sense. Uh, by the way, Samaritans are these are, are quasi-Jewish people, in, in fact today not considered Jewish at all, who are descended, among others, from the people brought in by the Assyrians after their conquest of the land of Israel in 722 BCE. Uh, in other words, th the reason that these are all grouped together is that these are booths either built by or used by people or animals who are not obligated for the mitzvah of sukkah. Uh, we're going to recall that, strictly speaking, according to halakha, women are not obligated, according to traditional halakha, for the mitzvah of dwelling in a sukkah because it is considered a positive time-bound commandment that women are exempt from. Our issue here is that none of these booths was built for the purpose of being a sukkah such that one could fulfill the mitzvah of dwelling in a sukkah by being there, and yet say the sages, it is valid, provided it is roofed properly. And Rav Chista explains what roofed properly means. That the booth provides the shade of a sukkah. In other words, that it provides the kind of shade that a purpose-built sukkah would, the shade being so important to the fulfillment of the mitzvah. The Gemara then cites another baraita, a Mishneic-era statement, that gives us additional kinds of booths that are valid to use as a sukkah. Uh, a booth of shepherds, a booth of fig dryers, a booth of people who watch or guard fields, and a booth of people who watch or guard fruit. Those two are fit for use for fulfilling the mitzvah of dwelling in a sukkah as long as they are roofed in a way that provides the kind of shade that a purpose-built sukkah would provide. It's worth noting that this whole discussion gets to the issue of intention in fulfilling a mitzvah and specifically whether something that is designed for and used for one purpose can be used for a different purpose, that is the fulfillment of the mitzvah. And in this case, it seems that yes, uh, although there will be cases in other areas of halakha in which the intention and purpose of the practice or the object of at hand does have to comport with the purpose and object of a mitzvah. In this case, though, because of the emphasis on the provision of shade, if it's shady enough to get respite for a shepherd or someone who's watching a field, it is shady enough to give shade to people who are observing the mitzvah of sukkah. Uh, that'll conclude that discussion, and the next page begins with a different mishnah. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.